Live from the Atrium Inside Pfizer Forum, here's Brian D. I will start by stating the obvious on this Wednesday evening inside Pfizer Forum. You never want to lose by 28 points, especially in Big East play. You never want to lose by 28 points in any basketball game. That being said, take a deep breath, Marquette. Welcome into Marquette College Game Day. Golden Eagles getting ready to take on the DePaul Blue Demons tonight at 8 p.m. Gabe Neitzel has your network pregame coverage coming up at 7.30. Until then, my name is Brian D. with you live from the atrium at Fiserv Forum where the fans here might be as excited about the $4 beers as they are about the basketball game. And that's okay. Big spread on this game. Producer Chris Larson is back in the group of law offices. One call, that's all studios. Chris, what was the spread on this game? I heard you and Homer talking about it. 27 and a half right now. 27 and a half half right now. That is absolutely crazy. So uh, we would be negligent to say that this shouldn't be a victory for Marquette. Now, obviously, Marquette's had some previous demons, no pun intended, with DePaul and have played some closer games than necessary, but they still got to go out and take care of business at 8 o'clock tonight. I do want to peek back quickly at Saturday's debacle in Hartford, Connecticut. Marquette, if you missed it, and I can't believe you couldn't have missed it, falls to uh, the number one team in the country, 81-53 to against UConn. 81-53 to and quite frankly, it wasn't that close. Uh, the first eight minutes were close. The game was tied at 18 apiece. And then UConn did what UConn does. They went on an absolute blitz of a run, took a huge lead in the halftime, and only built upon that lead in the second half of the game. And we don't have to dig too deep into the stats here. Tyler Kolek, 2 of 11, only 7 points and 4 turnovers. Uncharacteristic night for the All-American candidate. 13 turnovers for Marquette as a whole, and UConn grabbed 18 offensive rebounds to the tune of over 30 putback points. So you can see how a blowout victory like that is going to happen. Um, I'm not concerned. And as I scrolled Twitter X in the aftermath of that bloodbath in Hartford on Saturday afternoon, it was Armageddon for Marquette Nation. I saw our pal Jen Latta, who you can hear on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, uh, 7-9 to nine on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee Tweet, and you can hear on the Marquette Basketball Hour as well, with Shaka Smart on Thursday evenings live from Motor Bar and Grill. And Jen tweeted something to the effect of, this is as bad or worse than the Murray State John Morant game that happened in this same building. I, I, I can't get there. I can't get to that level of Armageddon for this basketball team right now, and here are the reasons why. Number one, The same thing happened last year. Marquette, in the middle of February, went and played at UConn and got absolutely annihilated. Now, it was 87-72, so it was a 15-point game. But 15-28, who cares? You got blown out on the road in the Big East game. So, same thing happened last year, and Marquette didn't lose another game until Michigan State. They just rattled off, I think it was eight or nine in a row, through the end of the regular season, through the Big East tournaments, through the Vermont game in the first round before they lost to Michigan State and saw their season end in the second round of the NCAA. So same thing happened last year. That's reason number one you shouldn't be concerned. Secondarily, there's no shame or penalty in losing to the number one team in the country on the road. Like, it's not like the the tournament selection committee is going to look at Marquette's resume in a month here and go, Ooh, 
that 81-53 loss to the number one team in the country on the road is really going to knock them down a seed line. Like there, There's literally no negative ramification that's going to come out of that game resume-wise. And if you follow ESPN's Joe Lenardi and his bracketology, Marquette didn't move down a seed line. They're still comfortably as the number seven overall seed uh, by the selection committee, by a lot of bracketologists. Uh, they're comfortably on that two line. Now, if you lose at home to DePaul... That's a different story, but there's just no shame in losing a road game to the number one team in the country and a team that's widely considered uh, a powerhouse in college basketball. So that's number two. And then if those two reasons aren't enough for you not to worry about that blow-off loss on Saturday, you probably didn't watch what happened last night. UConn went on the road to Omaha to play Creighton and got smoked, run out of the gym, lost by 19 points. So... Marquette is no worse for the wear in the Big East standings now than they were when they woke up on Saturday morning. The only thing that they lost is an opportunity in a game. And Marquette's got six games left on their schedule. UConn's only got four. UConn now has two losses. And UConn still has to come here to Milwaukee to play Marquette. You know the Golden Eagles are going to be motivated to get some vengeance in that one on March the 6th. And then UConn still has to go play at Providence in their last game of the season. For my money, the most difficult place to play in the Big East Conference. And Providence is likely going to be sitting squarely on the bubble needing that game to get into the NCAA tournament. So a share of a Big East regular season title is still not out of the realm of possibility. I get it. The size of the score sucked. Saturday was no fun to watch. I sat there and watched and listened like the rest of you and was... Super disappointed that this big matchup between number one and number four did not even yield a close matchup, let alone a blowout loss, right? It, it, it sucked. We didn't have to dance around that. It was no fun to watch if you're a Marquette basketball fan. That can be true. What also can be true is that the same thing happened last year, and Marquette used it as huge fuel for late February and early March. They took absolutely no penalty or knock as it pertains to their NCAA tournament resume, and... They are no worse in the Big East Conference standings now than they were when they woke up on Saturday morning. No fun to lose by 28, but big picture, this Marquette team still has all of their goals squarely ahead of them, including a Big East regular season championship, a repeat of the Big East tournament championship, and of course, advancing to the Final Four, which is the ultimate goal for every high Division I college basketball team. Marquette trying to do that for the first time since 2003. Coming up next year on Marquette College Game Day, we will check in with Ben Steele, the esteemed beat writer for the Golden Eagles. He writes for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He was in Hartford over the weekend. We'll get his opinion on everything that I just stated and see if he thinks there are more signs for concern than I do out of that 81-53 to loss from Marquette to UConn. And then we're going to dive into the Twitter sphere a little bit. A Marquette fan... Came up with a really cool idea. Your favorite moment from each season of the Shaka Smart era so far. We will walk through ours. That's all coming up next on Marquette College Game Day live from Pfizer Forum. Our show all season long brought to you by National Liquor Mart, Marquette Athletics, Best Electric, and Marquette ROTC. Ben Steele, the esteemed beat writer of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, was in the building in Hartford on Saturday for the shellacking 
that the UConn Huskies put on the Marquette Golden Eagles. He joins us now live from Fiserv Forum on Marquette College Game Day. Ben, I spent the first segment of our show tonight talking about how I didn't think that was such an Armageddon scenario because if you were on the Twitter X after the game, and I know you were, it was Armageddon, right? <laughs> it was it was the end of the Shaka Smart year. It was the end of everything. Um, the same thing happened last year yep. against UConn. Absolutely. Blowout in the middle of February. Um, it's the number one team in the country, so it's not like you're going to take a knock in term of, terms of your tournament resume for your Marquette. Road, yep. And UConn does you a solid and ends up losing to Creighton last <laughs> night, so you're no worse for the wear in the Big East regular season standings now than you were on Saturday. Am right. I off base with any of that? No, I guess if you want to take the pessimistic view, if this is like a mock debate club and I'm taking the other side, there, if you dig under the hood of, of Marquette's offense at the end of that first half, you know, it was 18-18 at one point. Yeah. Um, end of the first half. UConn went on, a, I think it was a 13-0 run, 13-2. Cam Jones hit that layup in the last minute. But Marquette's just been prone to these offensive lapses sometimes that went scoreless for over four minutes. And I think if you go back through their losses, they all have had periods like that. Yeah. So if there's something to be concerned about for the postseason NCAA tournament, if that happens in the second round of the NCAA tournament, then you got some problems. So that would be the pessimistic view. The optimistic take is, like you mentioned, UConn's number one for a reason. They got so many weapons. They got a seven-foot guy guarding the paint, guarding the basket, taking away a lot of Marquette's favorite actions. And that's a house of horrors for Marquette. Marquette's never won since I've been covering the team at the XL Center in yeah. Hartford, including NCAA tournament against John Morant. I, I don't want to bring up any bad, yeah, for bad tra- trauma Marquette, for Marquette it, fans. It and, feels like they haven't won there since the Hartford Whalers were still <laughs> playing there, doesn't it? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I do think the one concerning thing out of that matchup was that 7'2 monster, uh, Donovan Klingon, who got basically whatever he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. He was almost perfect from the field. And we've known that all season long, that Marquette and this roster as it's currently constructed is just going to struggle rebounding the basketball. Yeah. Is there anything they can do to combat that if they have to go against um, a Klingon or a, a Kalkbrenner or one of these monsters that they, they're going to have to face both of those guys down the stretch? No, I mean, they just don't have the bodies to to bang with, with those big uh, physical fours and fives across college basketball. The only way on defense to counteract that is to get back possessions by turning over the other team and, and grabbing more possessions that way. Uh, counteracting that a little bit. And Marquette actually lost the turnover battle, too, against uh, UConn the other night. Yep. I don't remember the points off turnovers off the top of my head, but UConn definitely won that. So if you're losing both those battles, it's going to be a long night. You're going to lose by 25-28 like they did last time. Ben Steele, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, joins us here on Marquette College Game Day live from Pfizer Forum. Ben, Tyler Cole at 2 of 11 from the field on Saturday. Any sort of concern about that offensive performance, or did UConn no. and, and uh, Dan Hurley just do a, a hell of a job locking him up? Yeah, you know, I think that's where you saw the 7-foot Donovan Klingon really him, you know, you cut off Tyler and Oso, like Marquette's offense is going to fall into to a rut like it did. Yep. And, you know, you take away all those pain points that Marquette likes to get, and Tyler likes to get deep in the paint, and you know, finish around the basket. And then you saw, like, some of their shots were a little rushed. Shaka Smart mentioned this after the game, too. They were just a little rushed because they, they felt the presence of that seven-foot guy, and I think that really affected them. And then they weren't hitting three-pointers. and So if you're not getting threes and you're not getting layups, 
The offense just isn't going to look good. Let's shift forward to tonight's game against the DePaul Blue Demons. The 0-14 in Big East play, mm. 3-22 overall. Mm. DePaul Blue Demons, who have fired their head coach in the middle of the season. I really think there's more excitement in the building tonight <laughs> about the $4 beers than the basketball game. Uh, and maybe rightfully so. Why can't DePaul get it right? It feels like a program with a rich history in an awesome city that should be able to be competitive, and they're not. It just seems like they're just getting the head coach hirings all wrong. Like last time they went for, uh, you know, Tony Stubblefield was a hot assistant at Oregon who supposedly had the recruiting chops, and that was what they were going for. I really think that they got to get this higher right. They got to find a sitting head coach who, who's willing to take the job. Now we'll see who, who's willing to take on the craziness of rebuilding this thing for yeah. DePaul. But they need a head coach that knows how to run a program. That, yeah, I mean, you figure you're right there with Chicago. You can get some athletes. You're right there by Indiana. You can get some shooters. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's beyond me. It's been beyond the last four or five head coaches, too. Yeah, so. it's beyond them. It's beyond everybody down there uh, 90 miles south in Chicago, Illinois. Last thing for you, Ben, and we're going to get into this on the other side as we wrap up our show leading into Gabe Neitzel's network pregame coverage. Mm. Big East Golden Eagle on Twitter stirred up a little conversation yesterday oh. by asking folks for their favorite moment from each of Shaka Smart's <laughs> three seasons so far. Okay. Um, I want to put you on the spot. First season, last season, and this season. What jumps out to you? Maybe it's not your favorite, but the most memorable uh, from yeah. your time covering the team in the last three. Um, all right, first season, I think this was mentioned a lot I saw on Twitter, so it's not, it's a kind of the obvious choice, but being Illinois here. Huge. And that was like the beginning, of, that was a statement victory that, you know, Shaka Smart's program and his culture change was working. So, I mean, I think that's the obvious choice for the first season. Second season, if I could fudge the rules a little bit, I fudge would just it. say the whole Big East tournament run. Yeah. Because, I mean, playing UConn in the semifinals, if, if you want to boil it down, because that atmosphere was crazy. It was like 75% UConn fans. Marquette played out of its mind. That was Even, their second home, right? Yeah, and then yeah, Cam Jones sent it back to their first <laughs> sent home. Sent back. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and Marquette, you know, had some foul trouble in that game. and. David Joplin was playing the five against Big Adama Sinogo. And the the amazing thing about that game, because I went back today as I was doing my research for what we're going to play coming up next, nobody scored for like the last four minutes, which is <laughs> insane to think about yeah. how, how we know about UConn and Marquette. Yeah, it was a nobody rugged. Nobody scored for yeah. the last three or four minutes of yeah, the game. Yeah, it's a wild game. Um, so I, I go with that. This year, I'm going to go a little off the beaten path. I'm going to say Shaka Smart John with Bill Self yes. at the... Uh, uh, Maui Invitational in Honolulu. That was like, I think it was definitely calculated on Shaka Smart's part that we're not we're not backing down from the number one team in the nation. We're up here too. That's another big cultural imprint that Shaka wanted to make. So I, I I'm definitely going to remember that when I look back, you know, five or six years from now. It's almost like he read the show sheet. We will play three highlights from Ooh. those three games oh. coming up on All the right. other side. This is Marquette College Game Day Earning live from Server. Yes, yes, you certainly are. <laughs> Uh, you can help him earn his paycheck. Read your stuff, jsnline.com. Ben Steele follows the Golden Eagles closer than anybody. Thanks, buddy. Enjoy well, the game tonight. Appreciate you, man. More next on Marquette College Game Day, 94.5 ESPN. More Golden Eagles hoops talk coming up on Marquette College Game Day with Brian D. 94.5 ESPN is the home of Marquette basketball. Hey, ESPN Milwaukee fans. 
Gary Olson here for my friends at Best Electric Services. They're family owned and operated and have been serving you for over 50 years. No job is too big or too small. Whether it's completing a residential or commercial project or even installing electrical vehicle charging, Best Electric provides quality service at fair prices. They are experienced and licensed electrical contractors ready to get to work. Connect with the best, Best Electric Services. Find out what they can do for you and visit bestelect.com today. East Golden Eagle gets a fist bump on this one. Welcome back into Marquette College Game Day live from Pfizer Forum. My name is Brian D. with you for a couple of more minutes, taking it into Marquette and DePaul tonight at 8 o'clock. Big East Golden Eagle fan account on Twitter X stirred up some conversation in the Marquette Twitter community over the last day or so, asking fans for their favorite moments from each of Shaka Smart's first three seasons at Marquette University. You're two and incomplete so far. These are my three. Let's go back to season one, game three, just the third game that Shaka Smart coached here at Marquette University. The number 10 ranked Illinois fighting Illini came into Pfizer for him. It was widely expected that Illinois would run Marquette out of the gym in the uh, Gavit tip-off games. And then we got a close basketball game. Marquette trailing by one with 30 seconds left. Illinois got the ball. Game over, right? Wrong. Homer and Tony Smith on the call. 26 seconds left. Marquette trailing 66-65. Illinois the lead in the basketball. Kolek stole it. He stole it in midcourt. He'll go to the basket. Oh, Shoot count it. Count it. Wow. The They're going oh. crazy. Oh, my goodness. One of the loudest moments I can remember inside Pfizer Forum for a Marquette basketball game. Tyler Kolick steal and one. The Golden Eagles get the upset victory over Illinois. And it was really a tone-setting victory, not just for that tournament season in Season 1 under Shaka, but really a program momentum sort of moment that expedited the process of Shaka getting his culture instilled here in Milwaukee. Let's go back to last year, a little bit later in the season, a lot a bit later in the season, as a matter of fact. Marquette's playing in the Big East Tournament, Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena, against the Yukon Huskies. Friday night at the Garden, winner goes to the championship game. We are tied late, 60-60, to late shot clock, and Cam Jones did what Cam Jones does. Kolick on the perimeter. Kolick, they got four to shoot. Kolick gives outside. Cam Jones, 30-footer. Good! That's his range. Oh, baby! That's his range. That's deeper than a logo three. Unbelievable shot from Cam Jones that set Marquette on their way, not just to a Big East Tournament Championship game appearance, but the title itself. And finally this year, and hopefully we get another great moment between now and when it ends, hopefully in Phoenix in the Final Four, but let's go back to Maui. Marquette takes on Kansas, and Shaka Smart gets into it with a Kansas player and with Kansas head coach Bill Self. He had this to say to Homer and Tony Smith after the game about why there was that dust-up as Marquette beat the number one team in the country. We saw a little fight from you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I probably shouldn't have got so so excited, but I'll tell you what. I said this in the, in the post-game media. We're Marquette. We are Marquette, and we don't take a backseat to anyone. So if someone wants to step up and challenge us, okay, we're going to challenge them right back. And, you know, I was just maybe in my small little way making that known to our team. 
I can't remember a moment that more perfectly encapsulated what Marquette basketball is. Scrappy, underdog, but we're not backing down from anybody. And Shaka Smart, fearless in responding to a situation that maybe could have got him in a little trouble if he backed down and said, this isn't who we are, I regret that decision. Nah, leaned right in, set the tone for his team this year and said, we will go toe-to-toe with the number one team in the country. We will beat them. More opportunities on the horizon for this Golden Eagles team. Thanks for hanging out with us this evening on Marquette College Game Day. Marquette and DePaul are coming up next. Gabe Neitzel has your network pregame coverage. Homer and Tony Smith on the call at 8. This has been Marquette College Game Day on 94.5 ESPN.